What's up, you motherfuckers? Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Let's start this off. Let me go ahead and give my shout-out to my sponsors. But first of all, I would like to introduce everyone and welcome our newest sponsor to the podcast, Exo Audio. Check out exoaudio.net. Exo Audio creates some amazing products for people like me who enjoy listening to their music on the go. But you also have some older headphones and things like that that you might want to hold on to, especially if they're wired. Uh, one of my favorite products that they have creates your Beats headphones into wireless headphones. So if you have the wired ones because you couldn't afford the, the wireless ones, they got you covered. And the SoundBud, uh, SoundBuds version 2 that they just put out, I think, are freaking amazing. I'm going to be putting an entire review up as soon as I can. Uh, I have a lot of stuff going on lately, and they just came onto the podcast. But I want to thank them for supporting the podcast. They sponsor some amazing athletes, including a good friend of mine and UFC fighter, Andre Sukumtat. So check them out, exoaudio.net. It's E-X-O-A-U-D-I-O.net. Let them know that I sent you and pick something up because the buds are actually really, really cool. Uh, they have a, a really good uh, battery life and uh, the um, wireless uh, adapter is actually really cool. I've always uh, checked that kind of technology out, especially like earlier on when uh, people were creating wireless headphones and things like that. I was also always really sketchy about that stuff. So I like to keep an eye out on that kind of technology because the the more consistent that the audio goes from the source to the headphones, obviously the better it is. A lot of people don't realize that when you do um, make things wireless like that, you do lose some of the audio quality and uh, the XL Audio actually does one of the best jobs I've seen at maintaining as much audio quality as possible it's really really cool and they also have a uh, charger that connects to your phone that connects right to the back of it so it's slim it's about the size of uh, a credit card a little bit thicker than the than a credit card attaches right to the back of your phone it makes it so much easier especially if you're like me where you're always on the go uh, I'm constantly traveling for work so I can't always carry a giant battery charger um, and it definitely helps out. Like I said, I'm going to be doing a full review of the product so you guys get a more in-depth view. But in the meantime, check out exoaudio.net. I would also like to thank our uh, second newest sponsor, Jiu-Jitsu Soap. They're another company that I'm going to be posting up a review really soon. I know I said I was going to do it last week. Uh, unfortunately, just being caught up with a lot of stuff at the end of the month. You know, bill's coming right up and that rent is due, so shit's got to get done. So I couldn't uh, put out a podcast when I wanted to in the, and post the blog up when I wanted to. But check out jujitsusoapcode.com and get yourself some soap. Use the promo code KUNGFU and you get 15% off your entire order, which I would suggest going with the, uh, the, the hemp butter soaps. Um, like I said, I'm going to post a full review, but if you go ahead and just use Kung Fu as your promo code, you'll get 50% off because, you know, you want to smell a little sexier than normal. Some of you guys are dirty as fuck, and I'm going to call you out on this podcast just letting you know, give you a little heads up, but I'm calling somebody out. And uh, 
you have to have stuff like this post training. I like to use it for every day as well, but it is very necessary that you guys take care of your skin and uh, keep control of your hygiene when it comes to training any combat sport because we are rubbing up on a bunch of other stinky people and that's how you start getting weird skin rashes and other things. So check out jujitsusoapco.com. Use the promo code promo code yeah, promo code kung fu and uh and get 15 percent off and as always our head sponsor choke aloha check out chokealoha.com and use the promo code jujitsu radio to get 10 percent off your entire order they've been putting out some dope gear lately and it's coming out more consistent which i love because i love choke aloha fortunately i haven't been able to buy anything just yet because again you got to pay my bills uh, but check them out. Use the promo code. You guys can save some money. I got a closet full of Chocoloha gear that I freaking love. Uh, I got to throw up another one of the stickers on my uh, on my surfboard too because uh, the waves have been pretty good lately. But support the people that support this podcast because the more you do that, the more they're going to support the podcast. And then I can keep on doing this stuff. Chocoloha.com. Use the promo code Jujitsu Radio. Now let's get this motherfucker started. Welcome to Jiu-Jitsu Radio, episode 13. My name's Alexis Tarosa. I am your host for this podcast. Uh, as always, please take the time to follow my Instagram, uh, Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You can also check out all my photography and all my work at uh, Sonder Marketing, S-O-N-D-E-R Marketing, uh, on Instagram and the website and stuff. Um I just want to start off this podcast, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times already as of yesterday. Um, I want to send out my condolences and my uh, positive thoughts to everyone that was affected with the shooting in Las Vegas. Um, I've had some indirect friends that have been affected by it, um, you know, that were actually at the show. And I have a few friends also that live out there and work out in Vegas. And, uh, and uh, you know, luckily uh, they are okay. Um, it's, a, it's a really fucked up situation. I'm not going to really get into it because uh, there's a lot of politics and all this other bullshit involved that people are keep bringing up. Um, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. Uh, what you believe in is what you believe in. Um, but for some reason, this one has seemed extremely sketchy to me. Um, I'm not trying to be divisive in any way. I think this is one of those things that more than ever uh, shows that we need to kind of band together and not let the media separate us. But the media has definitely been feeding a lot of bullshit out there. Um, you know, they got this guy, Stefan, Stephen Pollock, or whatever the guy, this fucking guy's name is um they were so quick at pointing this guy out and saying floor 32 and this that and the other but if you start looking at like real photos of everything that's going on and the incredible amount of cell phones obviously that were out there um seems to me like there was more than one person it's way too obvious um you know there's the photos that they show are like two corner windows shot out. But then if you look at videos, there's, you know, somebody on like on a fourth or fifth floor 
like right above one of the entrances for the Mandalay Bay they're shooting. I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, all I can say is don't pick sides. Don't uh, start getting political because that's all bullshit anyway. And if you haven't realized that by now, um, you know, uh, then I don't know what to tell you. Then you've got so much smoke being pushed up your ass that you can't see straight. Um, just, you know, let's let things play out and let the supposed, uh, you know, I give credit to to the first responders and, and the police force that that uh, helped all the people out. Uh, I'm not saying anybody is bad in whole, this whole situation, but there's there's too much shit going on nowadays that you can't just believe what Fox or CNN or anybody's putting on. I'm not going to say fake news, but you got to remember these people are making money off of you freaking the fuck out. Um, and, you know, fuck Hillary Clinton for making this like automatically political straight off the bat. Uh, I'm not a Trump supporter either. I think they're both fucking idiots. And, uh, you know, just just don't let people fucking spin shit around on you. Pay attention to what's going on. Read as much as you can. Uh, take everything with a grain of salt. But at the end of the day, start focusing on your fellow human beings. Uh, whether you believe in gun control or not, uh, gun rights, I believe in gun rights and everybody has the right uh, to own a gun, but not everybody should because <laughs> obviously we can tell there's a lot of fucking idiots. Um, I just definitely think that things need to be restricted a lot more. I know a lot of people that I may be friends with that I'm like, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad this guy doesn't fucking own a gun, uh, but not to trivialize anything again. Uh, Thoughts and hopes and every for everybody that's been affected by it, uh, you know, uh, lost a lot of lives and injured a lot more. And everybody, one way or another, was affected by it. And the repercussions that are going to come from this are going to are going to last a, a lot longer than we think. But um, just uh, just don't believe the hype is all I'm going to tell you guys. Do your own thinking. Do your own research. Just don't believe the hype. Um, with that being said, uh, it's going to be uh, kind of a, like a crazy weekend uh, in Vegas because there are fights going on this weekend. Um, UFC 216 is coming down. Um, it's a, it's not a, like an amazing card, in my opinion, but there there are four fights that obviously I want to watch. Uh, the the Demetrius Johnson versus Ray Borg fight, hopefully, finally fucking happens if Ray Borg doesn't fuck it up again. Um, it blows my mind that he's willing to talk so much shit after he bailed out on the last fight for whatever reason, um, because he got sick. You kind of can't talk shit, uh, on this time around if you watch the countdown, which by the way is fucking great. I love the fact that the UFC is going more towards like the Showtime, um, HBO 24 hours, like, or whatever it is, 24 seven, uh, countdown style. Um, I love those. Um, one of my goals is to film something like that. I got pretty close to it last year filming stuff with Flex. But, man, shout out to those guys that, that write the script uh, for that uh, because it's it's a lot of work. And you definitely have to be a poet of sorts to, to write like that. Anyway, um, yeah, the Mighty Mouse fight is going to be good. Uh, Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee. I got my money on, on Ferguson. There's a reason why his streak's that long. Um, Kevin Lee has been beat. Uh, so I, I think he's just trying too hard to be uh, Conor McGregor. I think he did win the Michael Chiesa fight. Michael Chiesa did 
fall asleep, tap out, whatever. Uh, Verdum versus um, Derek Lewis. Uh, Verdum kind of fucked things up this week uh, with the whole calling uh, Tony Ferguson maricon. Um, if you get offended by any of this, uh, I apologize, but words are words and things are what they are if you're that soft skin, You know, it's not me saying it. I'm just reporting on what people said. Uh, Verdum was doing a, an interview right next to Tony Ferguson at the same time, which I think is fucking stupid. Whoever set that up, you're a fucking idiot. Um, but uh, uh, Ferguson was talking to somebody. I forget who he was talking to. And uh, Verdum started talking way too loud. And Ferguson just kind of a little short, short-mannered. Uh, Asked Verdum to be quiet, and Verdum just instantly just turned around, and he wanted to make a whole fucking scene, and then he started calling him maricon, which is Spanish for faggot, and he started making a whole excuse afterwards, saying, "Oh, well, that's just how I grew up," and I talked like, "Yeah, well, if you grew up in the '60s and the '70s and all this other stuff, or even the '50s, whatever, you were dropping n bombs left and right, and that's how people grew up, and some people still use it. Doesn't make it fucking right, idiot." And now don't get me wrong, I've been guilty of using this word, uh, you know, talking shit with my friends and stuff like that. I'm not saying like I'm perfect. I've made the mistake and I corrected my my personality and my intelligence and I have evolved past using that. People still use it as shit talking or whatever. Um, but if you're a... Uh, if you're someone in the public eye like that, man, you have to be responsible with your fucking choice of words, dude. Um, and I think... If I remember right, Ferguson used it once too, and he realized like, oh shit, I better not fucking say that. Um, I don't know Verdum. Never met the guy. I don't know if he's a good person or not. Uh, you know, he definitely kind of screwed himself over by saying that and his half-assed apology. Um, look, man, I don't really give a shit if you apologize or not. Um, I just think you got to be smarter if uh, if you're gonna sit there and be in the public eye. You can't be sitting there and saying shit like that. Um, you know, so. Like I said, if you get offended for me saying it, I don't know what to tell you. It's not me trying to use it like disparagingly. I'm just saying what was said. Uh, it is what it is. Unfortunately, that's the world that, that we live in. And uh, it is what it is. But the fight that I'm actually looking forward to out of all of them really is the the Nick DeCarney Lentz versus Will Brooks, uh, former teammates. Nick now trains with the guys over at uh, Hard Knocks uh, before they were at Combat Club, but it seems like the team has shifted. Uh, they're still all under Henry Hooft, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters because Henry Hooft is probably one of the best coaches um, alive right now, if not of all time, just because, I mean, he's a good coach, man. He knows the game. He knows, like, the fight game, and he knows how to bring out the best in fighters. And you can see out of the last UFC card, his three fighters all came home with knockouts. I mean, you can't you can't argue with results. And uh, actually, um, you know, I would love to get Henry on the podcast one day, but I will never ask him. I'm just letting you know right now, I will never ask him. Number one, he's a busy guy. And number two, he just doesn't have time for that kind of bullshit and you're never going to get any answers out of uh, out of Henry that you don't see on interviews now anyway. Um, that being said, if Henry ends up listening to this and you ever want to be on the podcast, I'd be more than happy to do it. I'm just never going to ask because I'd never ask anything out of Henry. 
Uh, I'm just glad that he's someone that I can call a friend, him and uh, his family. They're, they're amazing people. They're hilarious people to be around because they're about as straightforward as you can be, and I love that. There is no bullshitting when it comes to the Hooft family, that's for sure. Um, so, yeah, and uh, Henry Hooft's been coaching Nick Lentz. Um, Will Brooks, I actually worked with Will, um, I believe it was last year. Um, I filmed something for the UFC for Fox um, that one of the promo videos I did a little interview and promo footage for them so that was cool so I'm not picking sides uh I think it's going to be a good fight as far as who's going to win I don't know man I'm going for I'm going for Nick uh I think uh Nick is definitely going out there to put on a show Will had uh I don't think he lost his last fight I think it was by decision I gotta double check that but uh it's gonna be a good fight man they're both scrappers for Doom versus Derek Lewis um, if Lewis can finish it in the first round, it's a Derek Lewis fight. If it goes past the first round, it's going to go to Verdum. That's just the way that it is, man. Facts are facts. And you saw the last fight that Derek Lewis fought in where he just completely gassed out and technically he retired. Um, I'm rooting for Lewis just because of all the amazing things that he did during the hurricane that hit Houston. Um, I mean, that guy deserves, uh, so much credit for being such a good human being. Um, and you can't get past any of that. So shout out to Derek Lewis. Hopefully you win, bro. Mighty Mouse versus Ray Borg. I mean, come on. It's Demetrius Johnson is going to win that fight. I want to say very easily. I don't think Ray Borg has all the tools necessary to, to beat Mighty Mouse. And he's definitely not better than anybody else that Demetrius has fought. And Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee, Tony's going to win that. Um, I don't know if it'll go to decision. Um, I think Tony has a good chance of ending it within the first two rounds. But that's just me. That's just my opinions. So now, what I really wanted to get into, um, I'll just kind of have a couple of notes here. I'm trying to get better at this so I don't just wander off and... And go like I normally do and just wander off into random crazy shit. Um, I do want to give you guys kind of like a uh, a little bit of a breakdown as far as hygiene. Because I've noticed more and more the last, uh, you know, couple of months uh, in jiu-jitsu. And, you know, the more white belts I meet, the more I realize that people aren't being notified of their hygienic discretions. Uh in other words, you guys fucking stink. And I'm not trying to come in to, uh, to class and, you know, smell your fucking bad breath or worry about your fingernails or worry about uh, when's the last time you washed your gi. Um, there's a couple of things you guys need to understand. And you might be surprised. There might be blue belts and purple belts that might not even know this. Uh, for sure, I know there's a lot of people, regardless of what... Uh, belt you're at that uh, that infringe uh, on these rules and basically you guys need to understand your skin is an organ unfortunately that organ rubs up on other people when you train and if you have a disease on your skin and it rubs up onto somebody else you are risking a lot of things not just for yourself but for somebody else which is not right 
We're there to learn. We're there to to become better human beings, uh, physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, whatever. Uh, so for you to fuck that up for other people is uh, is you know just not right. And you need to understand staff infections. Like, okay, if you get like ringworm, it is gross. It's not fucking life threatening, but it is something that you know you you have to take care of, man. And it's so easily easily um just prevented with a simple fucking shower a simple shower and make sure that your gym cleans the floor every day um preferably after every training session that doesn't always happen but if they at least clean your floors in the morning and at night or you know at least whatever halfway through the day and at night before the gym closes then you're in a good spot. That's one of those things that people need to fucking pay attention to because that's so fucking gross. Oh, man. Um, but they're easily preventable, man. And uh, you know what? Like, a lot of us have, you know, funds uh, that are restricted and you might not be able to afford going to the doctor if you have a fucking staph infection but you want to keep training. Excuse me. Um, I get it. I've been there. Um, but you know what, man? A $2 bar of soap will save you a fucking $150 doctor visit just so you can get some fucking cream to put on your skin. And it'll keep you on the mats instead of off of them. So take a fucking shower, man. It, it's You got to fucking clean your ass, dude. Like, girls too, man. It, it's not just It's not just guys. There's a lot of, like, dirty girls that I've, like, rolled with. And I'm like, holy shit. I hope she knows that she fucking stinks, but I'm not going to be the one to tell her because <laughs> I'm not going to sit there and get slapped in the face. But um, if something like that comes up, man, it, and you know, you're, you're kind of concerned and you don't want to be disrespectful to the person. I'm a very straightforward person. Uh, I prefer just saying like, Hey, listen, I'm not trying to be rude, but either your breath smells or you stink or this, that, and the other, like, can you please like take care of that next time? Um, and if it's, if you're not sure, just go tell your, your instructor, that's what they're there for there, you know, and sometimes maybe that's better because you can just tell your instructor like, Hey, listen, um, you know, maybe you're a white belt and you know that the the higher belts just kind of stink for whatever reason you might want to sit there and go to your instructor instead of, you know, being rude. I get that. Just let them handle it. And then they can say to the whole class and remind everyone, um, the other thing too, man, is a lot of people don't realize the reason as to why you need to trim your nails before you start training. Um, number one, it's safety for yourself because especially if you're training gi, um, the last thing you want to do is pull your nail back in the middle of a training session or have your nail ripped off. I've seen it happen. I've had my nails uh, bent back even when they were cut short. It fucking happens. I keep my nails super duper short. Um, so you might want to take care of that beforehand because once it bends back, man, it is not going to be a fun week or two for you. Um, here's a little tip from my end. Uh, I used to have very brittle nails and even when they were short, they would bend back and I play guitar obviously. So I had to actually really keep care of my fingernails. They sell nail hardener. If you go to, you know, to a Walgreens or Walmart or grocery store or whatever, they have this nail uh, hardener 
and you can just go on there. It's clear, so you don't need to worry about looking like you're putting on, uh, you know, freaking nail polish or something. Um, and if you have that issue, man, just put that on. It makes your nails a lot tougher. Um, you do have to keep your nails clean because, uh, you know, it's they'll get a little yellow. Uh, you just wash that off. But it helps a lot, man. It actually helps a lot. And you can sit there and make fun of me all you want. But at least my nail's not getting bent back, unlike yours. Um, keep your shit fucking clean. That's all I'm saying. Keep it trimmed. Now, the other thing with your nails, besides protecting yourself, you might end up cutting yourself or somebody else. Um, I don't remember the name of, uh, of the people involved. Uh, this is a true story, but a, um, I want to say it was two fighters and one of the guys had long toenails and he went for a kick and it slipped and it cut the other guy's eye open, blinded him in one eye, lost his eye. There goes his fighting career. Um, you need to trim your, your nails and your toes, guys, like your fingernails and your toes. Like you have to, you just have to, it's number one, it's dangerous and it's disgusting. And it's so dangerous because if you get a cut, like if you get a, like a mat burn or something like that on while training, you're usually okay. Unless you really have like a bad immune system. But if you get a cut and you keep training and all the sweat and all the germs and stuff get in there, you can build up, you can get a staph infection. Now, staph infection is treatable with antibiotics. Again, prevention not only saves you money, uh, but it also saves you your health and your mat time. Um, and there's a lot of people, they might get a cut. They don't even bother disinfecting. They're like, oh, I'll just take a shower and whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter, man. Once it's in, it's in. And if you get a staph infection and you end up getting MRSA, uh, if you don't know what MRSA is, it is a form of staph infection that is much stronger, but it's also resistant to antibiotics. And there's a lot of fighters that have had to cancel fights. There's people that have gone to the hospital. Once it's in, it's in your blood, it's in, you're, you're fucked. And it's kind of a 50-50 thing. You're going to end up getting, what they do is they basically put guys on a antibiotic drip. So instead of just taking a couple of pills here and there, they're basically going to just pump your entire body up with antibiotics. And that fucks your system up. It might save your life, but it'll totally fuck your system up either way. Um, and you can die from it. So, yes, you can die from a tiny little cut because you thought, like, man, it's not that bad. Man. Um, as far as what it looks like, you know, you know do, your, do the research. There's a lot of times where guys are like, oh, it's just an ingrown hair. And they don't realize it's a staph infection that's that like becomes MRSA. Um, uh, I forget who it was last year. Um, I think a year or two years ago, Vinny Magalesh, I want to say he was supposed to be competing against Keenan. And he had to pull out last minute because he had a staph infection in his armpit. Or MRSA. And I'm sorry, it ended up becoming MRSA. And he was training the whole time. Um, there's been fighters that had uh, to fight through having a staph infection or like because they were on antibiotics all kinds of stuff what it comes down to in the end fucking come on guys take care of yourself um cut your nails please you got to understand it's not just about you it's about your teammates you guys got to take care of each other let each other know man um it's just it's so fucking 
it blows my mind. It blows my mind as far as like how many guys come in with long fingernails. Like unless you're a classical guitar player, or you're, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't get, I don't get it. Like, look, I've had to grow my nails out for like, when I was in college playing guitar, and I studied jazz guitar and I did some classical guitar. Like, yeah, you need to have that. But other than that, man, there's no real reason to sit there and have your nails long unless you want to sit there and you think it looks good. Whatever. It's probably just so you can pick your butt, or pick your nose, or pick your ear. Because that's the only other things that you're going to be doing with it. Um, but yeah, if you, especially if you're just starting out in jiu-jitsu. And if you haven't seen what staph infections and MRSA can do. Man, just ask one of your higher belts. And I'm sure they're going to have all kinds of uh, horror stories. Your instructor or brown belt or whatever everyone's gonna know a story of somebody they knew that ended up getting it um luckily you guys can use jujitsu soap to uh to make sure you uh stay clean after training um i actually love this stuff i I really really do and if you guys have followed my blog and stuff before you've seen that i've tested out other ones um you know it's kind of hard to fuck up soap um the what it really comes down to is if it's a product one that that you like uh, whether it's smell, but it's also if it's a product that works. Um, everybody has different skin types, so you're going to have to test it out. There's certain soaps that I can't use because it'll dry out my skin or it might even give me, uh, you know, make my skin itchy or give me a rash or something like that. Not that I'm trying to sound gross, but it's true. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is walk around itching my skin like I just fucking drank a, or took a bunch of flaca or something or or, you know. I just took some acid and I'm tripping out. But um, there, you got to always make sure that it's got certain ingredients that you're not allergic to and actually help out. Uh, tea tree oil and eucalyptus and, uh, damn, what's the other one? Uh, peppermint. Those are all like things that are definitely are great for the skin um, as long as you're not doing it in excess. Jiu-Jitsu soap was actually kind enough. Uh, before we even got the whole sponsorship together to uh, to send me the the different bars that you see on the on the blog that I'll be posting up, um, and it's super cool because some of them were shaped uh, like Star Wars uh, characters. So I had a Millennium Falcon, which was super dope, a Darth Vader head, and a Boba Fett head, um, and they're all good. Um, some had uh, Jojoba oil in it which is actually really good for treating wounds, um, stuff like mat burn and things like that. I would always say disinfect it first, get some hydrogen peroxide, throw it on there. But you start using the soaps that have that on there, you'll notice your skin will heal up a lot faster. Um, you're not going to have the, the rashes and the scabs and things like that. Um, I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you from the research that I did. Obviously, do your own research and make sure you're not fucking yourself up. Stuff like the hemp butter and things that they put on there, it smells so good. It smells so good, but for me, I think it just actually leaves my skin feeling so much softer, which is great because then it makes me feel sexy, and I like rolling when I'm sexy uh, because I'm a sexy kind of guy. But uh, yeah, check it out, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Co. Um, there's a ton of other companies. Check them out. Uh, I've tried them out. As of right now, Jiu-Jitsu Soap is the the one that I, I'm enjoying the most. Uh, the soaps actually last pretty good. They're not oily. They're not greasy. Uh, there's been some that I tried where it just kind of feels like 
it's just uh they just threw a bunch of wax and stuff together and said here you go this helps out as far as what the the medical um benefits from using that stuff is that's totally up to you to do the research and to to talk to whatever doctors uh dermatologists you want um i'd say check it out um with that being said don't forget to use the promo code kung fu and you'll get the 15 percent off i actually need to hit them up because i do need to get some more bars i'm starting to run out i've been using it actually for the last two weeks switching between all the different bars like i said man i freaking love it but it is october now and i have some stories to share with you guys i figured i'd make it since it's the beginning of october halloween time uh i'm hoping to to hit up halloween horror nights again this year i figured i'd share a little bit of a halloween horror night stories with you some of my favorite halloweens and i'll give you guys the story of the ghost that haunted me because is i'm dead fucking serious i don't believe in the shit but i believe in ghosts now but anyway let's start things off the halloween special i'm gonna have some spooky music playing or something so the first time i ever went to halloween horror nights was the year that it was uh the theme from the movie saw saw was like the their big uh haunted house that they had going there and i went with a group of friends this i want to say was before they had the fast passes i'm 90 sure that is before they started using the fast passes so sure enough it was a two-hour fucking wait for this house and it was fucking cold and i did not come prepared for cold so i sat there in this insanely long line for two hours and uh, I was there with a girl I was dating at the time and some friends and, you know, conversation. Even no matter how much you like people, conversations for forced for two hours kind of gets old. Anyway, we finally get into the house and it was actually pretty cool. It was really fucking cool the way that they set it up. So what they did was they took all the different torture devices and made up their own that you would see in the movie. And they put them in like a maze shape. So it was literally shoulder width of this little maze that you had to walk. So it was a single file line. Now, nothing really happened while you're walking through this maze. Like nobody popped out. Nobody fucking screamed or anything like that. It was it was almost like you're walking through a museum, which was kind of weird more than creepy. And... I wasn't really scared. I'm just kind of playing it up like, oh, oh my gosh. And my buddy was standing in front of me at the time. And his girlfriend at the time was looking at all these fucking devices as if it was art. And she would sit there and stop the line and stare at stuff. And it's fucking driving me nuts. Like, I spent two hours standing still. I get it. You want to check stuff out, but it's not a fucking museum. Like, let's get to the scares. Let's fucking go. And she was just fucking dragging ass, just dragging her feet. Oh, look at this. Like, oh my God, let's fucking go. So I remember there was a part where like all of a sudden we get to like a, there was like a medical table and there was people there pretending to do some surgery, something like that. I was like, fuck this. This is boring. Fuck this. And just kept walking. And next thing I know, I'm completely by myself. I have no clue how that happened. I'm completely by myself. So 
I keep walking like, all right, this is fucking over. And I'm thinking I'm getting pretty much to the exit. And next thing you know, I'm, I walk into this room that was, I want to say it was like octagon shaped. There was, I want to say it was bread. The entire room was painted red and there was a strobe light on the ceiling in the middle of the room. On the walls in this octagon shaped room, there was doorways. But they were all pitch black. So I'm like, okay, uh, I guess this is a maze or something. I got to pick the right door. But I'm just standing there like in my fucking stupid haze of like, dirt, 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 dirt. gee, what's going on over here? <laughs> I realize I'm standing in the fucking room, like dead center in the room while the strobe light's going off, trying to figure out, oh, which door do I have to go at? Which door I have to go through? And next thing you know, I see these red cloaks come through and stand in the doorway with pig faces. It had been a while before since I saw the Saw movie at the time, so I totally forgot that was the theme. And I'm sitting there like, huh, that's fucking weird. Like, oh, there's just a bunch of people with pig faces on. Strobe light's still going. So in my fucking stupid haze at whatever this must have been at like 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night, I didn't realize that these fucking guys are walking towards me. So I'm just in there looking around, just looking around. I suddenly realize these motherfuckers are walking towards me and they're about like an arm's length away and they reach out towards me. I fucking bolted. <laughs> I took off. I don't know how I didn't fucking truck any of these guys down. I just took off and I ran. And I, it was, I remember it was right next to the Jaws ride because it's a universal, mind you. It was next to the Jaws ride at the time. I fucking popped up next to the shark. And it was like five minutes before anybody else that I knew came out. I'm like, you guys are fucking nuts. Did you not see the fucking people in the cloaks? Like, no, we, no, we just fucking kept walking. Oh, my God. That's probably the first time in a long time where I was like, yeah, I almost shit my pants. I almost do to myself. And I was actually... The when I started liking Halloween Horror Nights, I never gave a shit, and it was the first time I went. It's like, oh, I fucking love this. Fast forward to the next fucking line or the next house that we went to, and it was the Chucky theme. Now, I'm not a big fan of Chucky. I have a friend of mine who's fucking deathly afraid of Chucky. That's like his fucking, that's his it. That's his, his phobia. It's Chucky, which I don't blame him. That movie fucked me up, too. But I wasn't nearly as scared as, you know, fucking walking through some of the other houses. And, you know, you're walking around with friends, just joking around, blah, 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 blah. I turn around, I say something to, to my buddy, and we're walking in a hallway with, like, pool floaties and, like, balloons and stuff all flying around. And I turn around, say something to my friend, and as I look forward, one of the Chuckies is swinging the pool floaty at me. Because they were hanging from the roof, so he just kind of pushed it like a pendulum. It just went flying at me. I caught it at the last second as it hit me in the junk so hard. <laughs> and you think, oh, it's just a pool floaty. There's a difference when someone's throwing a pool floaty at you. And it hit me square in the fucking balls. I dropped for like a good minute. And I think they didn't, either they didn't realize or they're just kind of like, oh, you're on your own, bud. So I sat there. Just for fucking grabbing my nuts because they hit me so hard. And I just, for the rest of the haunted house, I just walked. I just walked. I didn't care. I was in so much pain. Like, you could have sat there and jumped out with a fucking machete. 
And I just would have been like, yeah, whatever. It was, oh, I hurt so bad. <laughs> Fucking Chucky. Oh, man. And uh, it was actually a good night, man. I'm hoping to go back there again um, this year. Supposedly, it's the last year that they're doing the Bill and Ted uh, extravaganza, which is a hilarious show. If you never saw it, I suggest you go see it. Uh, supposedly, this year's not as good. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, oh, by the way, I went to go check out that Rick and Morty, the Rickmobile the other day. Insane. Absolutely insane. I always thought I was a pretty big fan. Maybe a little bit too big of a fan to like tell people. And I'm thinking, oh, it's cool to see so many people are big fans. The line ended up becoming like 2,000 people's deep, man. And this was last Friday. Excuse me. And I had to work. I was already down in Fort Lauderdale. I was working. But I figured, you know what? Let me drive by and check it out. I'm going to go to a Starbucks and sit on my laptop, do some work and whatever. I just want to scope it out. I was hoping maybe the car was there. Uh, early, so I could take some photos of it. I passed by, and I'm like, huh, looks like there's a couple of people sitting and waiting already, some diehards. So, like, I swing by, I'm like, holy shit, there's already, like, 30, 40 people here. Oh, it's gonna be one of those fucking things. Man, I sat down there for four hours. Luckily, my buddies showed up, and we all kind of hung out. I made friends with some new people, but the fucking line was 2,000 people deep, man. And... I was, you know, it's cool. You make friends with some other people, some seriously diehard fans. Uh, some people that, you know, kind of, they they even know who who wrote or, you know, who the artwork is based off of. I mean, I know Justin Roiland and uh, Dustin and all those people like Dan Harmon. I'm sorry. Um, is that, you know, that write the show. I'm a pretty decent fan. But, man, these people were in deep deep some people i think were there since like the morning waiting in line for the show which is whatever but at the end of the day all it was was just a car with some exclusive merchandise which is all right you could just probably find it on ebay if you really wanted to but man these people fucking came out camped out and stood there forever and i'm glad i came in early like i'm i totally needed the the time off to to just relax anyway because i've been pretty stressed out lately but fuck man that's a lot of fucking people. So, I mean, it just goes to show how much of an impact that show is. And if you never watched that show, watch it. It's fucking hilarious. Um, so I have a real Halloween story for you guys. Um, this is 100% true. I am not exaggerating any of this. I am not lying to you or throwing dramatics in. Everything that I'm about to tell you is a hundred percent true now mind you i grew up uh in a religious household i went to private school i am not a religious person i didn't even consider myself to be a spiritual person until maybe a few years ago i haven't gone through my midlife crisis yet but again i've never been one to believe in ghosts or to say, like, oh, you know, I, I definitely believe that there's bigger things out there. But I never thought, like, oh, yeah, there's ghosts. I, I believe that there's aliens before I believe that there's fucking ghosts. That being said, um, I graduated college. 
got a solid paying gig, moved out of my parents' house, and into my own place. Killer spot. Killer fucking spot. So two two house that I had by myself, apartment, with a fucking garage, two stories. It's fucking dope. It's dope. It was cool, man. It was everything a bachelor pad um, should be uh, without all the the girls. I was just a bachelor. was just a loser bachelor, not like the, the sexy party bachelor. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me get a drink here. I got to hydrate before training. Night. refreshing okay so i got my new bachelor pad pretty dope i have a motorcycle too i mean i was fucking i i was being a stereotypical uh 20 something year old so got this new spot awesome fucking love it neighbors don't bother me neighborhood's pretty cool and uh this is probably about a month into having moved there I pass out, whatever, midnight, fall asleep. Around what I would say was like around 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, I feel pressure on my chest. Like something was pushing down on me. And I wake up and I look, obviously I'm like, oh man, something's weird. And I, I don't even move. I just feel pressure on my chest, like almost like it's hard to breathe. So I kind of roll to start trying to get up and all of a sudden... I get slammed back into my bed, just pushed. I'm like, what the fuck was that? So I try to get up again. Bam! I just feel like there's like a fist in the square middle of my chest slamming me down. I start to panic because, mind you, I'm still like a little groggy. I'm trying to open up my eyes I, and I don't see anything, but I feel like something's fucking pushing me down. So I start kind of struggling. I'm moving left and right, and I keep getting pinned down. I can't move. I literally cannot get up off of this bed. So out of just desperation, I kind of just swing my arm over my chest, almost like if you're like pushing off like a neon belly. And I just push something off my chest, and I get up. I just jump out of bed and turn on the lights on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Nothing. There's nobody in my house. All the lights are on. Nothing. I'm like, all right, that was fucking weird. Somebody must have slipped something in my drink. I'm just fucking hallucinating. It must have been like a night terror or something. Don't tell anybody. I don't tell a single fucking person. And then maybe like a couple of weeks later, it happens again. Same exact thing. I wake up feeling like pressure on my chest. I try to get up. Can't. I'm getting pinned down. I'm like, fuck. I freak out. I remember that having like, Moved my hand over my chest to like move, like I thought moving something off my chest worked. Did it, jumped up, got out of bed, fucking bolted. Got in my car. This is in the middle of the night. Got up in my car and just fucking took off. I just took off my, I don't want anything to do with that fucking house. I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I just chalk it up to, I don't know, maybe stress or something. I don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody because last thing I want is people thinking I'm crazier than I already am. Fast forward a few months, mind you, like nothing else really weird happened, random shit falling. I'm just thinking, whatever, I just fucked up and put it on the edge of the counter or something and fell off. Don't pay attention to any of it. A couple of months later, a friend of mine um, who was still in school at the time in college asked me if he could spend the night. 
He's like, hey, man, you know, I have, uh, he lived down in Fort Lauderdale, but his classes were all the way up in Jupiter, which is about an hour, an hour and a half drive for him. So I was like, yeah, sure, crash in my place. You know, it's only like a 30-minute drive. You're good to go. So the way that my apartment was set up, like I said, was a two-story. My bedroom was obviously on the second floor, but there was a window that overlooked the living room area. So the bed was, the bedroom was right above the kitchen. There was at the foot of the bed, there's a window that overlooks the living room. Right there in the living room is the couch. That's where he crashed. So I'm passed out. It's got to be like, again, two o'clock in the morning, something like that. And all of a sudden I hear, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? What the fuck? All of a sudden I just jump up. I'm like, yo, you're right. Like I turn on. He's like, are you fucking with me? I hear him say, are you fucking with me? What the fuck are you talking about, dude? What the hell's going on? He's like, bro, I tried to get up to go to the bathroom, but I couldn't move. There was like something pinning me down. I'm like, are you, again, I haven't told anybody. I haven't told a single fucking person. He's like, yeah, there was like something pinning me down. I felt like somebody had like a fist on my chest. I'm like, all right, are you fucking dead serious right now, man? Don't fuck with me. He's like, yeah, man, what the fuck? I thought you are fucking with me. I'm like, no. I'm pretty sure there's a fucking ghost here. Like, shut the fuck up. I'm dead serious. I'm pretty sure there's a fucking ghost here. And again, I never fucking believed in ghosts. I never fucking experienced anything like that. I fucking, again, went to private school. I was, I was fucking, I was an altar server. I was one of the, like, the little altar boys that went up there and we fucking did funerals and weddings and Sunday mass and stuff like that. Never been touched. I'm still a virgin at that point. You know, no, nobody, nobody touched my pay But again, I never believed in any of that shit. It's like, whatever you die, you die. It is what it is. You know? Um, so <laughs> fucking crazy. Like pass back out. That was it. That was the, the end of it. Um, mind you, I, I probably had like another one or two experiences like that. And I would just basically just end up waking up and just staying up. I couldn't go back to sleep. I just never really let it sink in. So I was there for, for like two years, switched apartments, same complex, switched apartments. And I'm thinking, okay, like it's got to be gone right now. It's maybe he was just in that apartment in that house. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Wrong, wrong. Uh, I'm in this new spot, little one one, downgraded, sucks. The economy is a bitch. Uh, I totally got hooked up on that other spot too, man. It was like two two nine hundred bucks a month. I totally fucking hustled that deal, but I got shafted afterwards. Anyway, so I'm in the new spot, little one bedroom apartment, like eight hundred square feet, seven hundred square feet, something like that. And I didn't even really have to deal with any of that stuff. Like, there would be times where I would hear stuff and, you know, maybe I'd see something out of the corner of my eye, but nothing to that extent. Completely moved. Um, at that point, though, I did start getting a little bit more spiritual and, you know, start getting all hippy-dippy and thinking about the universe and and just kind of really going in deep in my head as far as the afterlife or what's out there. Again, Still was never into like, oh, there's ghosts. Now, mind you, that being said, I will not ever fuck with a Ouija board, with tarot cards, 
None of that stuff. You will not see me touch that shit at all. Never. I'll meditate all day. I'll sit there and and do all kinds of other stuff, but you're not going to see me fuck around with tarot cards or Ouija boards or anything of that matter. Nope. Uh-uh. Ain't fucking with that. It's not because I got scared from horror movies or anything like that. I just got to the point that I understand that there is something else out there. But once you open that door, you're not fucking closing it. I know that much, and I'm not fucking with it. Anyway, like I said, I just saw, like, random things. Nothing crazy. I was thinking maybe I was drinking too much, stuff like that. Just fucking let it be. Moved into the new place. The place that I'm in now. Thinking it's all over with. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I don't have anything to worry about anymore. I'm in a new place. He's a ghost. He's down there in the in the new place or in the old spot. I don't need to worry about him. He can't catch the bus. For sure he doesn't have a car. I'm good. So I'm in my new spot. And um same thing, man. I was sleeping one night and all of a sudden, and mind you, this was like a few months in of in the new spot that I'm in. Sleeping feel something press on my chest like no fucking way i jumped i jumped up i fucking shrimped out of it jumped up stayed up the whole night it's like no there's no fucking way there's no fucking way this thing fucking followed me there's just no way like i there, there's not like a fucking ghost sitting there and hovering around me so finally i decided to say something to my mom now mind you my mom again was super religious growing up she, you know, uh, it's an Italian Hispanic family. You're going, you're going to be Catholic, Catholic, Christian, whatever. You're going to, be, you're going to church. But she became more spiritual than religious, and she started getting more into things like Reiki and meditation and uh, stuff like that, which a lot of people think is bullshit. Now, mind you, I'm going to be a hundred percent supportive of my mom if that's what she wants to do. And, you know, that's it. I start like, I'd go with her to, like, drum circles and things like that. And, again, I got more uh, spiritual as well as far as believing in, in the energy that we put out there and the energy of the universe and things like that. So, you know, I told her, and she's like, oh, well, you know, you should sage the apartment, do this, do that. And I did my, my research, and I saged the apartment. I did the whole... You know, you could sit there and laugh at it. You can sit there and make fun of me for it. But I did this whole ritual. I actually went and I met up with her spiritual guidance counselor, this guy. And I did this whole uh, drum circle. And, you know, they gave me like a whole aura shield. Uh, I forget what the hell they called it. But uh, whatever. Um, Saged the apartment, did a whole meditation, did this whole ritual thing. And I was good to go. I was good to go. Nothing happened. Nothing happened after that. So I was like, all right, cool. Maybe it was just, again, me playing tricks on myself. So I'm still kind of on the edge as far as, like, maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I definitely believe of, like, an afterlife as far as, you know, we move on, whether it's reincarnation, this, that, and the other. Whatever. I'm not going to get into it now. Fast forward um, to last year. Now... That being said, I grew a lot as a person. I definitely believe I became a better person. Uh, I like to think so. 
maybe some people might disagree. For sure, a lot of people think I'm a piece of shit or an asshole, but whatever. Um, But I definitely became a deeper, more spiritual person. Uh, And I definitely believe about the energy you put out. But I was still on the fence about whether or not there's fucking ghosts. I still don't really believe it at that point in time. So last year, I'm passed out. Mind you, now... The entrance to my bedroom is on the right side of the bed. So if I'm laying on my back, it's towards the right. I had a little net pad that, you know, to go to sleep on. Maybe I'll watch like Family Guy or South Park on it. It's on the left side of the bed. So I'm turned to the left of like on my left shoulder watching fucking South Park. All the lights are off in the apartment. And you know that feeling when... You sense somebody just walking into the room. Like, you don't see it. Like, you just know, like, oh, there's somebody else in here. I started feeling that. So I turn, and as I look towards the doorway, I see a silhouette. I see a shadow. About six foot tall, like, person just standing there. Mind you, it's black. My eyes are still fucked up from, you know, just transitioning from staring at the screen to... To looking into the dark, but I know what I fucking saw. Freak the fuck out. Jump up, turn on the lights. I'm like, I know somebody's fucking there. I was like, what the fuck? I start going through the entire apartment. I start turning on all the lights. I'm checking every fucking closet. I'm opening the door. Mind you, I I unlocked the front door and I'm looking outside. I was like, there's somebody here. There's somebody fucking here. I'm looking in the balcony. I know I fucking saw somebody. Couldn't find it kind of like slowly you know obviously I had like an adrenaline rush so I'm just kind of taking my time going back to bed thinking like fuck I know I saw somebody I know I saw somebody try to go back to sleep couldn't really sleep the rest of the night <sighs> whatever go to work uh the next day uh working with one of my clients obviously I'm kind of like groggy because I didn't sleep next night same thing just turning over, watching something on, on the net pad, just slowly going to sleep. Feel like somebody's there. I turn around, fucking see that silhouette again. This time it's a little bit closer. It didn't cross the threshold, but it's a little bit closer on the threshold. Freak the fuck out. Like turn on the lights. Like, what the fuck is going on? Walk around the house, nothing. I'm like, all right, something's fucking with me right now. Couldn't go back to sleep. I literally just turned on all the lights in the apartment and I just sat there. I spent the rest of the night working or playing guitar, but I didn't sleep. I just couldn't. I just got super paranoid. I couldn't. Again, next day at work, I'm just dead. Third night. I know something's up. Try to go to sleep. And I just keep the bedroom light on. Just no matter what I did, I sense somebody was there. Like, fuck, man. Something's really weird. Can't sleep with the light on. Turn the light off. And as soon as I fucking turn the light off and I start getting situated in bed, there's a fucking silhouette again. This time, in the doorway. In the middle of the fucking doorway. Freak the fuck out. Like, alright, something's going on. Like, I must be tripping out. Something's fucking with me. I know what I sense. I know that somebody's there. Alright, something's fucking weird, man. Um, and it kept going on like that. 
every fucking night. So by like the the fifth night, I was like, I'm not staying here. I, I can't. I can't fucking stay here. And I go to spend the night over at my parents' place. I get a little bit of sleep. Couldn't do anything. Um, obviously, I'm still kind of like fucked up, like thinking about it. And you're not going to catch up on sleep after like four or five days of not sleeping well. So it's like, I can't stay here. I got to go back to the apartment. Um, so now I'm like, you know, like seven days deep of having to deal with this. I, it was to the point where I was about to just get like a fucking nightlight because I can't sleep with the lights on, but I can't sit there and, and go pitch black. Cause then I'll, I know I'm going to see something. And so finally this was maybe like a, a Sunday or a Monday now. Um, same thing. I'm just sitting there like watching a TV show on this net pad. I sense something. I turn around and I look in the doorway. And I decided, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and freak out. I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this. And I say, what do you want? As soon as I said, what do you want? I shit you fucking not. I'm wide awake. It wasn't like I was half asleep. I'm wide awake. But the lights are off. As soon as I say, what do you want? You know that scene in The Shining when the blood starts flying out of the elevator? It kind of looked like that. But what it was was blood red on the wall surrounding the doorway. And it started to envelop the room. At this point, I'm like slowly adjusting, seeing this, and it's red going all the way around, all the way around. And I feel it starting to wrap around me. I start jumping up and I'm like, like you see in a horror movie where the person's trying to like grab something, but it just keeps slipping out of their hand. I try to reach for the chain to turn on the, the, the bedroom light. Before I could feel it like finally close down on me, I turn on the light and everything just goes poof. Back to normal. The thing disappears. I can't tell you the adrenaline rush that I fucking had. I've been pretty close to drowning. I've been in car accidents. Not though. Not even the one that like I just recently had. Like I've been in some bad car accidents, and I've been in some pretty sketchy situations. Nothing felt like the fear that I was feeling at that point in time. When I saw everything start coming around, it really, really felt like something was like gripping around me. I caught the fucking light at the point in time, turned on the light, I grabbed my shit, I fucking bolted, went straight to my parents' house, stayed there for about two or three days, had no fucking clue, was just trying to wrap my mind around it. It's like, look, man, I don't do any kind of like heavy drugs or something here, so I know I'm not fucking tripping. And unless somebody is sitting there and trying to fuck with me, like, just slipping drops of stuff in my like in my food or something, which doesn't happen because I live by myself. It it just doesn't like there's there's no fucking excuse for it. There's no reasoning behind it. So I was like, oh fuck, man, maybe I should do the whole saging thing again. And um, I did. I fucking saged the whole house. I fucking went deep. I just sat there like it was like a whole afternoon thing. I just did this whole meditation, like sage in the house. And like there's these uh, 
these like other Reiki and like spiritual masters that my mom became friends with from around the world. Everybody was doing these like long distance satellite fucking spiritual meditations to to bless and protect me, which thank you, by the way. It might not be my thing, but hey, you know what? I'm thanks for looking out for me. Uh, That's all I can say. But at that point in time, I full on became aware and a believer of that there are fucking ghosts and you don't have to fucking believe me. I know what I fucking saw. I'm not going to give you guys a bullshit story, but 100% that's what fucking happened. And I'm not the only one that experienced it because, like I said, my friend had to deal with it, too. Um, So with that being said, be careful with what you fuck around with this Halloween you want to fuck around with Ouija boards and you guys want to fuck around with all kinds of other shit, just remember, sometimes when you open a door, you're not going to be able to close it up again. So just remember that. With that being said, happy Halloween, you motherfuckers. I'm going to head out, start getting ready to go training. You guys are listening to Jiu-Jitsu Radio. My name's Alexis Tarosa. Be sure to follow me on Jiu-Jitsu Radio, uh, Instagram. Check out my photos support your boy order some photos uh shout out to uh to my boy alex who ordered uh, one of my photos on the coffee mug with that being said guys i'm out Well, there you have it, folks. I hope you enjoyed this uh, impromptu episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. I had uh, some guests lined up for this week, but uh, things fell through. As always, I would like to um, really thank my sponsors. Uh, As you can see, guys, the podcast has been growing tremendously, and we have uh, two new sponsors. Um, I can't thank everybody enough. Everybody, you know, even including the the people that I train with that have come up and taken the time to say how much they enjoy the podcast. I really appreciate it. You know, I say it all the time, but I can't stress it enough. Um, All the support and and everything from from even people that I haven't spoken to a while, you know, randomly getting a text message from uh, from someone saying, hey, I finally listened to the podcast. I love it. Um, You know, it's awesome. And it's the kind of positivity that that I really want to spread with all that. Uh, uh, having the guests and, you know, just having this podcast in general. That being said, I am still trying to get more people. So if, uh, if you guys have any suggestions, um, please feel free to send them in to me. Um, follow me on Instagram. Uh, the podcast Instagram is jujitsu radio. And if you want, you can check out my photography and my work, uh, at Sonder marketing, S O N D E R marketing, on Instagram or Facebook or, you know, the website, check it out. Uh, I started working uh, with Linton Vassell, who is going to contend against Ryan Bader for the Bellator light heavyweight title on November 3rd. So you can uh, check out Linton and see some of the work that I've been doing with him. Uh, I am fortunate enough that I get to uh, work with uh, with a lot of uh, of my favorite fighters and uh, I have some more stuff coming up in the next couple of months that uh, I can't tell you guys just yet but it's going to be a lot of fun I get to work with a lot of cool people um thank you to my sponsors 
Chocoloha. Uh, Chocoloha has been part of the podcast since day one, and I can't thank them enough. Go to Chocoloha.com. Use the promo code Jiu-Jitsu Radio to get 10% off your entire order. Check out the uh, the uh, new uh, Shaka shirt, and then uh, they have a, a hoodie, I believe, and a long sleeve that just dropped as well. You can get 10% off all that. Stock up for the holidays, for the cold weather. It's awesome gear. I'm picking up mine soon once I get some... Uh, some extra money coming in, hopefully. Um, but check them out. Let them know I sent you. They are an awesome company. Nothing but positive vibes out of them. And they were the very first to support the podcast. Uh, I want to thank my new sponsors as well. Jiu-Jitsu Soap Company. Uh, jiu Soap Company is uh, based out of uh, the Northeast. And it's just regular jiu-jitsu people like you and I that wanted to do something for the sport. And I am more than happy to have them uh, be a part of the team because it's just people that wanted to do something for the sport, for themselves and their teammates. And it just ended up becoming an even bigger passion. And I am more than happy to support them on it. Use the promo code Kung Fu and you get 15% off your order. I'm actually about to put in an order for that as well because I do need some more soap. I've been... Uh, Taking a couple of extra showers lately just so I could use the soap some more. I, I love it. Honestly, uh, I actually stopped using the other regular soaps that I got. Obviously, shampoo, shampoo. I got to keep my, my do clean. But, um, no, the stuff's awesome. And I can say without even trying to, to sell the stuff, dead honest, um, I definitely feel like my skin's a lot uh, smoother. Uh, you know, I've been training... Uh, harder than usual to prepare for the Miami Open and all the mat burns and uh, the scuffs and stuff like that they seem to be healing a little bit faster than normal um, and I can definitely say that's got to do with the soap because it's uh, it's definitely taking care of my skin so check out jujitsusoapcode.com get your order in use the promo code kung fu damn I did this again I fucked it up when I said it the first time too fuck jujitsusoapco.com use the promo code kung fu get 15% off and last but not least our newest sponsor and one that I was actually really looking forward to to be working with exo audio uh, I, I can't even describe to you guys how awesome this stuff is uh, they make uh, so many cool little gadgets and gizmos from headphones to headphone attachments to make them wireless uh, specifically designed to go with the wired beats if you had a set of beats that you bought early on and you could only get the wired now you can make them wireless and you get a little battery that goes in there and you get some serious audio i think you get up to like seven hours full blast out of your beats once you put the little attachment on and it's wireless which you know i love because as much as i enjoy a good clean audio source i also hate wires especially when i'm lifting or, or doing any kind of training, or even when I'm just sitting at the desk and, and working on my laptop, I, I kind of get annoyed with all the wires. But the cool part is it also does a really good job at keeping the, the audio signal clean and solid. Uh, that's something that most people don't realize you lose, and you definitely pick that up. They have the Sonic Buds version 2, which are awesome. I'm going to be typing up a, a whole review on it uh, coming up. And there's also a battery charger that, uh, that they sell that sticks right to the back of your phone and you can also charge it while charging your phone at night so you don't have to have two different plugs and do all this other stuff 
exoaudio.net, exoaudio.net. Check them out. Thank you guys for the support. They're an awesome company because they also sponsor my good friend, Andre Sukumtat, uh, UFC fighter, who I can't wait to see fight again. But thank you to Exo Audio. Go ahead, check them out. Uh, again, I don't make any money from any of these people. These are just people that support the podcast. So the more you support them, the more they support me. If you guys want to support me, and I would really appreciate it, you can go ahead and pick up some of my artwork and some of my photography at mycosmicjourney.com. If there's a photo that you like that you can't find um, that you know I took, hit me up. Uh, I sell pretty much all my photos uh, except for the fighter photos. Um, Those I do not sell. I only give them to the fighters or sell them to the fighters directly. Uh, And that's just out of respect. I don't want to make money off of my friends. And, uh, you know, it's all about the artwork for me. But... I do have a lot of uh, surf and beach photos and and cool stuff like that that uh, would look great on your gym wall or in your office or anything like that. So if you guys pick that up, the more you guys support the podcast, the more time I can focus on the podcast. You know, unfortunately, I do have to split my time with making money and paying the bills. And I would much rather have the podcast start making me money because I love doing this. Even it, like when it's episodes like this where it's just me talking, I fucking love it. I have a blast and I always enjoy the, the shit talking afterwards whenever someone uh, talks to me about the episode. Once again, thank you to all my sponsors. Guys, please go check them out. Check out my page, mycosmicjourney.com for all the blogs, all the photography, all the crazy shenanigans. I'm going to start doing a vlog again finally. Um, the first episode out is going to be a uh, episode about the hurricane. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you for your support. If you liked it, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, the iTunes channel, SoundCloud, Stitcher, whichever you're listening to it on. Please subscribe to it. And if you really liked it, please share it with your friends. Post it on your Facebooks, on your Twitter, and all that stuff. Get the the message out there. My goal is to spread nothing but positivity. Uh, even when I'm shit-talking, I just really want to bring out a positive light to the sport without any of the politics. I just want to be as honest and open as possible without fucking giving a shit about whose toes I'm stepping while I'm being respectful. Anyway, thank you guys very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed my little ghost story, again, 100% true. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.